Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I am Kyle Meredith and welcome to Kyle Meredith with an ongoing interview series presented by WFPK, Independent Louisville, and Consequence of Sound. My guests today, Portugal the Man. They made a stop in Louisville during their 2018 tour, and we got to talk about life after having a worldwide hit single and their passion for environmental causes. I also got to speak with Zach and Eric further into a discussion about working in the pop world, future collaborations, and that very infamous Grammy moment. It's Portugal the Man. Thank you. Portugal the Man here on 91.9 WFPK. Again, they're playing at the uh, Palace tonight. Twin Peaks opening up the show. they got a brand new album called Woodstock. We are so excited to have them back here in Louisville, Kentucky, especially since uh, last time we talked, you, you were telling me a story about the last time you were in town was the day Muhammad Ali died. Yeah, it was pretty heavy around here. I mean, obviously just uh, and a legend like that and uh, the the seeing how the city all came together and we were just out drinking whiskey cheers into him all night it was uh um it was it was it was pretty crazy to I, to I feel be like here it started raining the second that we found out yeah like not seriously. not, not the whole like, night but just like muhammad ali said rain yeah it was <laughs> a it was a it was a super heavy day but also like really beautiful to see and everybody celebrate his life and just uh yeah. what a <laughs> what an awesome guy i mean what 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 amazing timing uh, that's said bittersweet i guess you know because 
I don't know. You, you're turning around. I'm sure you have those moments where something might sync up like that. But oh, for sure. Just and and even that. and even when it's sad, something like that, it's still super beautiful and special in yeah. a way. Like where, I mean, if if that guy's got to go, I'd like to be in his town when he does. You know. Yeah. So. Well, you can go visit the, uh, you know, the, the grave and everything now. Oh yeah, so. yeah, totally. It's a really great way to start out an interview. Is talking about yeah. someone yeah. that's passed away. Let's, let's, uh, let's, yeah, yeah. Talk about amazing people dying. Right, right, right. Uh, it, it was interesting though because the last time we actually talked, we were on the phone, and it was just like a few days after "Feel It Still" had become a single. The album was not out yet, and I think my understatement of the year was like, well, that's a catchy single. It's probably going to do all right for you guys. That's what we thought, too. We knew we had a good song. We was like, yeah, I think this is going to do pretty well. And then uh, right around then, we just started getting, we started kind of realizing what we had. I think in the same couple of days, we had Kathy Lee and Hoda say that it was their favorite song of the summer and Lars Ulrich from uh, from Metallica saying it was his favorite song of the summer. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> That's uh, if we if we just get the people in the middle, <laughs> I think we might have something here. Turns out we did, and you got the and, people in the middle. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it, so I, I gotta ask this: Has life actually noticeably changed? Does that really change when something like that happens? Because you've got plenty of comparison at this point. You guys have been a band for a long while now. To see it from both sides, now one crosses over. That's different. Yeah, it's um, it's. Things are different and things are still the same. We're still just on the tour bus playing shows. Uh, they're just letting us in some nicer places now. You know, it's uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's cool. We uh, we won a Grammy. You that won was a Grammy. That was psycho. Uh, they they let us in there. That was uh, that was crazy. And so yeah, it's definitely the the people that it just seems like the the yeah we just. The, cast the net a little wider it seems like everybody knows the song it's funny though not everybody knows who we are yet yeah and uh everybody if you if you hummed them the song they'd everybody's heard it at this point but a lot of people still might not know that's us well i, I had the moment i've got a, a 10 year old son and mm. when i walked in his school and it was playing over the cafeteria yes. and all the kids were singing along to it i suddenly realized that that's like oh yeah that's, that's a future nostalgia track for him yeah like you know 10 yeah. 15 years he's like oh man that's that was the song of my youth right there that's... totally yeah you never you never know how that stuff goes but that's the craziest stuff when uh i have a i have a friend who's a uh, like a first grade teacher and she texts me she's like yo there's kids playing like hopscotch singing feel it still out. and i'm like what that's uh that's that's a big deal. That's yeah. that's awesome. Those are the kind of stories that we like to hear. And it's attached to such a good record too, because Woodstock. You know, I know it's not a political album, but you know, calling it Woodstock and sort of the backstory of why. I sort of wonder where you guys see it in that landscape. You know, of of, of politicalness or or anything. Do you, do you see that it fits in there, or is it sort yeah. of still separate of all of that, just with ideology? Yeah, I mean, that is kind of what rock and roll is about. I mean, rock and roll is I, I want to hold your hand. It's all about subtleties. And, yeah, I mean, you have to talk about what you know and what you believe. And, I mean, that's you just got to be honest with your music. Yeah. Yeah, just, I've, I've seen some good stuff come from that because, you know, like um, Greenpeace. I don't know if you guys are involved in Greenpeace or they just tweeted at you, but it was, it was calling, you know, it was associating your band. It was a great quote here. Respect for all other living beings on the planet, including not only our fellow humans, but the living environment around us. Yeah, that's growing up in Alaska. Totally. That's that's what you're taught. That's the the native Alaskan communities. That's uh, you appreciate what's around you, and you take what you need. You don't take more than that. And uh, that's just who we are. And uh, I mean, the things that, like I said, it's just what we believe in. 
want to bring that mentality out to the world when you've suddenly got the bigger megaphone, you know? That's... Yeah, there's no political ties when it comes to the environment and the people around you. I mean, it's just caring about people and caring about what, what we're all doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I am going to bring up the Grammys. Yeah, do you want, do you want to set yet. the Grammy thing straight then? If if you got the moment here, why not? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do what they say we did, we did but not yeah. in the way that they said. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, "Hail Satan." I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was something funny to. I thought it was something funny to do. Something I've always wanted to uh, to do, and uh, I don't actually worship the devil. And uh, <laughs> but we're trying to. I'm I'm creating conspiracies within conspiracies because you know I just like we really got to set the record straight and the Illuminati just really doesn't have as much power as people think they do in Hollywood. Uh-huh. You get ten percent off at participating Red Lobsters and that's about and that's it. it. Yeah, so. they they have, they, have, they do have the best parties, but like as far as a lot of like the get ahead and like all this stuff deals with the devil, it's like it's really not that great. It's just kind of a you know just a secret publishing company, you know, and uh, and uh, they're just they're just like they're like a PR firm that was like they had their time uh-huh. like a lot when they first started they were legit they've kind of been watered down like so many things sadly yeah you know? I mean, well they had the- like it's like what's what happened with CSAC. you know you're not gonna outdo ascap and bmi like yeah the illuminati had their moment in the for early sure, 2000s sure. but the internet just really kind of blew them out yeah water. and it, it really did you know it's, it's like it's like anything that's so hard to do is uh you know once you spread wide enough it's really hard to keep the quality control up so anywho we did uh yes we did we did say that at the Grammys. Um, I said a lot of other nice things, I think. You I did say a black, lot of nice things. I kind of blacked out during it. I mean, that's a um, big moment for a band right there. Like, oh, you, sure. you make it to the Grammys. And, and it's interesting because you don't make it, you didn't make it for, like, rock <coughs> band. Like, it no, was what? Or like, alternative band. We yeah, it was Despacito. like... Pop vocal duo was yeah, that yeah, it? Yeah, it was best. It was best. Uh, best duo or group performance, yeah, yeah. which I think is a category that really befit like the boy bands of yeah. the late '90s, early 2000s. Like the pop world is all singular entities. Obviously, we're five or six dipshits at any given yeah. time. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the pop world is like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, like these single kind of good-looking young folk. We're five weird-looking dudes from the yeah. Northwest. Yeah. Uh, so the duo or group thing, like I, I think Tony, Tony, Tony took one home. I know the uh, the Amy Winehouse and Tony Bennett duet record, like the Jazz Standards duet mm-hmm. record, took one home. <laughs> it's, 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 a, right it's, a, it's a crazy category, but it's definitely a pop category. And, yeah, uh, we got him. But that, but here you are. I mean, you're you're operating uh, in the pop world. You yeah. know, wh- whether you wanted to or not, it has now come for you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm so into it. It's uh, it's fun. It's really, really fun. It's hilarious. And yeah, it's 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 great. I think that a lot of the uh, the pop world is having fun with us as well because unlike most pop stars, we don't care, right? And we don't have like oh, they have an image they have to look. It's like oh man, we can go in there and you know say so there's like how you doing today, and there's a lot of people is like have talking points and there's questions you cannot ask. And we're just, we don't want to do that. If if you ask a question we don't like, I'll say I'm not going to answer that gonna question, answer that, yeah. or I'll just lie about it because who cares anyway? It's fun, <laughs> and so we've been having a really good time with it, and they've been having a good time with us. It's um, but it's, it's weird music for like the masses. Like like Feel It Still is is this great concise pop song, yeah. and you think like 
I was about to say some kid walks in a record store and buys the album, but if you're talking about pop, maybe it's more like the Spotify playlist or something. But yeah. but they get on there and then they're going to hear some of the other song. And to me, that's exciting. Yeah, you know? yeah, our too. favorite thing. We still open up our shows. Uh, lately, we're opening up with uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls" '86 Metallica, <laughs> and everybody that's there to see "Feel It Still" is that only knows "Feel It Still." It's so great to watch, and we feel a responsibility in the in the pop world to bring back and show where we came from. And yeah, a lot of it's '80s metal and Motown. You're also so. you're hearing the words of a guy that wore a vintage Slayer T-shirt on the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I just like to sneak in my little funny things. I'm never a kind of I'm not a guy that's gonna like you know do anything crazy. But I just got just a little bit of I I feel like He's a, a band like us getting getting back into getting into the pop world. We're res- we have a responsibility. To shake things up just a little bit. You're you know? a, you're a real rabble rouser. You are. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just a little bit. I'm never gonna, you know, just, what do you call it? like baby anarchy. Like, uh, you sure. Know, yeah, yeah. Just like anarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more like mischief. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. it's something a little different and a little fun. Oh, and uh, we don't take ourselves too. Oh God, too I mean, but it, but it needs it. I mean, you like you watch something like any of the award show maybe besides the Grammys, like, mm-hmm. like you know, the MTV Music Awards. I mean, sure, you can say what you want about MTV. It's definitely not what we grew up on. Nah. But the awards show is not either. And I thought, well, that's because the absence of of punk and rock, you know, yeah, yeah, and, and totally. those folks being in the crowd. Yeah, like, totally. you can't get good stories when it's everybody for concerned sure, with their image. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's no, like, Axl Rose, Kurt Cobain fights backstage. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, no, it's, there's it's, a lot of that. It's like an Instagram music. beef. That's, that's about yeah. as far as you get. Yeah, you know? totally. that, that's a lot of the bummer, too. It's like, you can't, uh, there's... There's a lot less, you know, in the moment things because, um, yeah, just things are things are too big now with social media and everything. But it's cool. I mean, luckily we do have people that uh, like Kendrick Lamar. That like hip hop is kind of the new punk, and those those people that are really carrying the torch. Like, oh my god, the Kendrick oh. Lamar performance at the Grammys, yeah. best Grammy performance. I've it ever was seen amazing. In my life. A single best, tear running down my yeah, feet. Right. maybe best performance, and that was to start it. I'm already freaking out. We had just won a Grammy. We're at the Grammys, and I see that. I'm like, oh my god! I was punk. There's no, there's no boundaries. There's no rules it was, in that. Mm-hmm. It it had everything. It had the the comic relief breaks and like the distraction thing Hi. from a. Uh-huh. I'm Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you you two wandered through the stage and then wandered off. You yeah, know? it was <laughs> like a, it was, man. This this whole thing was just crazy good and uh man that was a man Kendrick Lamar and that's the thing so so here you are you know again in this in this world uh with maybe more access to folks that you you idolize or or respect or whatever it is you know I I know that there's hip-hop fans in the band you know we all grew up on that in some way and now and when I listen to this record those beats are all over this record and and they've been there for a little bit too I mean even back to Black and yellow, red and purple, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it's not like that's a new thing. But I, you know, I, I sort of wonder, like, now that you have that access, do you see? Are you reaching out? Or are they coming yeah, to you to say, let's yeah, let's collaborate? Yeah, totally. And there's like a lot of stuff that we're doing that we can't totally talk about on on the radio yet. Or or, uh, but but yeah, we got some cool things coming up. And I wish we just had more time because. Once once you get a, a hit song like that, a lot of people reach out for for writing, and uh, I'm really I've always wanted to do that. It's so much fun to, 
I would love to work with another another artist and like help them write a song instead of us writing our own thing. There's so many times we've come up with lyrics that I'm like, man, that's amazing. Like I can't sing it, but if like Rihanna sang it, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And so I'd really love to work with the people, and we do have the chance now. It's just when they're like, hey, let's do something. I'm like, cool. Well, I'm busy until two, like halfway through 2019. Right. <laughs> um, what are you doing around then? <laughs> and there's just not a lot of time. But we are trying to work. We've done a couple of things, and we are working uh, with some people. And it's pretty fun. The enticement's good right there. You've baited yeah, me. We, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we yeah. don't know. We're going we're gonna to try a lot of stuff. We're, we just like experience, man. We want to do everything we can. And uh, we've gone from all over the board, you know, just eating eating rice out of uh, at truck stops and on the sidewalk, and then you know, uh, walking the red carpet at the Grammys, and and we just kind of want to do everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, promise me one thing. Uh, Sometimes you know, the artist gets a little taste of the honey, and then they become Sugar Ray. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 man. We keep ourselves. In check. That's the whole reason with this album. It's one of the reasons we got two. We threw away an album before this that we recorded, and we did get. We got too comfortable. Mm-hmm. We were we were recording with Mike D at Rick Rubin's studio in Malibu, which this, is an amazing thing to say, by the yes. way. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was the most creative we ever been. It's the happiest we've ever been. This studio is so unbelievably nice and cool and amazing. And it's like I was literally like. Kanye had it blocked out all year, pretty much. And whenever he was on Fashion Week or on tour, we we got to sneak in there. It was just like a like a bro deal. And so I was literally sleeping in the same bed like Kim and Kanye sleep in. So I'm living outside my means. Nobody even told us how much this was costing, and it was it was terrifying because we knew that was like, man, this has to be a lot. Yeah. And out of our budget, Mike. Mike D and Rick Rubin had a had a. They're like, "Don't worry, man. I'm getting a bro deal, a bro hookup." I'm like, "Yeah, but a bro deal between two multimillionaires <laughs> is probably still a little out of my budget. Right. I don't know what the bro deal is." And then turns out, yeah, the bro deal was it was an insane break. But it's still like, "Oh, geez, that's uh, that's uh, that's our budget, and now we're gonna throw it away and start now." Started again. We got we got too comfortable. And we got a little too happy, so we had to go and just kind of. Uh, take things down a notch and like Beck said you can't write if you can't relate and we luckily we like to experience everything like Eric always says you know you know one night we'll uh we'll be at a you know a, like the the best restaurant in in Paris having like five star meals with uh, Michelin rated chefs and stuff like that and staying at a beautiful hotel and the next day you know We'll eat Pringles and sleep right. on a park bench. You know, you never. It, it's <laughs> keeping like keeping you humble. It's yeah. yeah. It's like we we still like both. Right. And that's uh, we want to experience yeah. everything. And but uh, you don't like you don't stuff. get the creative stuff from from the opulence. Like definitely. You know, you definitely I, I, I could imagine Mark McGrath on that Kim and Kanye bed in that studio writing every morning. There's a halo hanging from the corner <laughs> of my girlfriend's four post bed. Yeah, but. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Mark McGrath always wanted to be like he the did. TV host. You yeah, know? yeah like, you got yeah. you got that sense from the guy. That's just like that's a personality. Yeah, that's sure. that's the Access Hollywood dude. That's no one in this room. That's not definitely us. not. Yeah, but you know, so when it starts getting back to the songwriting, you know, now you've had that, you know, what's possible. You, mm-hmm. you know, a, a level of comfort that can be attained. Uh, I hear "Cheer Up" as the first song that we've heard since the record came out. Yeah, yeah. it's a great song. Yeah, we, we, we're you, playing man. the crap out of this song right now. Oh, I love really? this song, yeah. but I also say like. It's a really catchy song too, you know. And yeah. and again, I don't want to make it sound like you guys haven't always written catchy songs. I feel like the world's catching up with you in a sense. But like, I, well, first off, what's the story on that song, and does it follow 
once all this has started happening for you? Um, sort of. It's actually, yeah. We first off with that song, we yeah, had we cheer up. It's just uh, yeah. Will Smith asked us to to write a song for our movies, and you know we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sure. new uh, new uh, Will Will Smith blockbuster. Like, yeah, we're like, we're like we get to go. Basically, we just like movies. <laughs> we're like, do we get to go to a movie premiere? Cool, <laughs> free popcorn. <laughs> Free oh, soda, man. That that after premiere party was ridiculous. That was <laughs> hilarious. That was a yeah. It was funny. We we stuck around for about fifteen twenty minutes. We love to party, but sometimes it's like we don't go to the the after parties. It's a little too bright and shiny for us. Like, like after the Grammys, like yeah, of course, there's a million things to do. We went to this like crazy communist like Russian mob bar that's like this tiny little dive and shout out just to KGB in the East Village. Oh uh, yeah, I love that spot. And uh, and yeah, we just. Took all our friends and family there and, and yeah. invited people there. It's like, it's I mean, it's great sometimes, but we just kind of stop off. But yeah, that that thing was that thing was super fun. And uh, the lyrics that we kind of toyed around with before and chord and chord progressions that we kind of done, we did it actually pretty quick. And um, but yeah, it's like we're trying to make we're I mean we're getting better at writing music. We've always wanted to just write good songs. And when people start talking about like. Being pop or being, you know, on the radio, it's like, man, it's not. We know the tricks. We know if we just said "baby" in a song, we've known that forever. It's like we we just place this with like "baby" or make a song about a girl. We know it'd do really well. Right. We don't want to do that. We just we want to do what we want to do, and then, but we want to keep getting better. We want to write the best songs in the world. We want to, and we're never going to stop pushing ourselves to do that. And so. It's not kind of going more pop. We're just trying to make it cleaner and more structured. Basically, our goal has always been, you know, Ain't No Sunshine. Just a little over two minutes, one chord progression, one melody. Oh, yeah. It's so simple, but, man, it takes me so many places. And people often say, you know, we grew up playing in, like, prog bands you know both eric and i have had you know 12 minute songs for sure and when we play live yeah we've got we've got some long and deep jams but when it comes to that it's like people say oh i could write a three minute pop song no problem that's easy you know i'm like no you can't you can't right like if you write a 10 minute song you have so much time to go Mm -hmm. play it's like try telling the craziest most amazing story of your life in under three minutes go it's impossible to like go up, down, and take it somewhere. A really good story in three minutes. That's so hard to do. So we've been trying to do that, and that's like it's it's knowing what to do, is knowing what not to do. And every time we record an album, we learn a lot. And so yeah, we're just gonna keep trying to make better stuff. But we want it to be we want it to be catchy. We want it to be danceable, but we want it to say something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why a lot of people get mad at that. I'm like, what's wrong with that right that's one thing that really drives me crazy about the whole uh people kicking back against the mainstream and stuff they'll write us when they hear us on a commercial or something during the game it's like man you guys are on a commercial what's up with that that sucks i thought that mentality changed like 15 20 years ago a lot of people didn't get the memo yeah (laughs) i think so but what i don't get is i you know i get you want things to keep small you know everybody Everybody wants a kitten that uh, I'm like, dude, you know, in a month, it's just going to be a cat. You know, it's it's <laughs> things don't stop growing. What I say to those people is I'm just like, well, you're already watching TV. You're watching the game or whatever. Are you saying that you would rather hear worse music? Like, that's a good point. I know. It makes that's no a great sense point. Yeah. I wish there was a rad song on every single commercial and every single movie on every radio station. I wish the mainstream was like, it was all good. Let's make it better. You guys are the whole reason you guys hate pop. Those people hate pop music and hate the mainstream is because they're not helping 
smaller bands that they like that have art and substance get up there. Every have other, them up there. The mainstream could be amazing. Every other band is using that variation of the strum three-chord acoustic thing with the shaker, the stomps, the claps, and the hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah every yeah, right. commercial's got that sort of variation. Totally, yeah, yeah. I'm so tired of that song. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Man. Well, if you guys are the future uh, of pop, if we're going to keep using that label, that's what mm-hmm. this interview has turned out to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel better about the future of pop if that's what this is. So, I, yeah, and we don't know. Thank you. <laughs> and, keep and, doing but, what uh, you're doing. That's all you, I'm please. asking yeah. because I, I've loved your music for so long, and that's I do fun, love man. that more people are finding you. I think that's the best part about this whole thing. It's, it's been yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much to Portugal the Man for uh, dropping by and giving me the chat today. The new album is called Woodstock, and it is everywhere. Don't forget to subscribe to Consequence of Sound's YouTube channel to keep up with all your favorite artists and interviews, and WFPK.org. I'm on air every uh, Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.